0: We are in a series called uh, uh, Upside Down, and what we're talking about is, um, this is Jesus' first recorded sermon. He probably had some other sermons, but this is the first one that we see, and he starts out with these things called the Beatitudes, and they're really, um, they're upside down. Like, they don't, they don't make much sense, and, and, and the reason they're upside down is because culture, just left to itself, We'll go in the opposite direction. And you and I just left to ourselves will go in the opposite directions. In other words, I say it all the time. If you just lift your feet up and let the current of culture take you downstream, you're gonna end up in a place you don't wanna be. And so what the upside down does is it it gives you kind of a motorboat to fight that current uh, and to make sure that you don't don't end up in a place that you, you don't wanna be. And so uh, we, we're going through each one of these. Um, l- last week we talked about blessed are those who mourn. And we talked about the idea of mourning and why mourning is so important when, when, you, when you grieve. Why that's so important. As a matter of fact, in the Bible there's a whole book called Lamentations about lamenting, about experiencing grief. Well, our culture doesn't want to experience any grief, any mourning, anything bad, and God says, no, 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 you can experience that, and in the midst of it, you will experience me. Well, this week, we're talking about one that is completely opposite of our culture. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. I read a bumper sticker one time that said, uh, the meek uh, uh, blessed are the meek for they inherit the earth because that's the only way they're going to get it you know is by inheriting it uh, so uh, anyway it, man that was funnier when I practiced it gone. I just pictured everyone cheering and laughing that was t- that was terrible that was terrible uh, but inherit the earth yeah thanks for the golf clap I appreciate that uh, but this word meek really means it really means humble blessed are the humble for they will inherit the earth. And I was thinking about that idea of inheriting. You know, my, uh, some of you come from families where maybe um, there's money involved and, and uh, you, you're, you're kind of hoping that when it all goes down, not that you're uh, uh, hoping for them to pass, but you're hoping that when they do pass that you might get a little something, something, right? Okay, and so Lisa and I, we have the same thing in common, poverty, okay, like... <laughs> My parents got nothing. Lisa's parents got nothing. When they pass, we're, we're going to be shelling out money for funerals. That's what it's going to be. So, so, so we're like, live as long as you can. We, you know, all that. But I was thinking about what, what, what in my life is, is kind of like I think about inheritance. And from the time I was 12 years old, I had to work because, again, my parents didn't have any money. And, um, and so I'd, I'd look at the mail, and when the mail would come in, I'd take the publisher's clearinghouse one, and I'd fill it out. And I'd put everything where it's supposed to go, sticker there, and I'd read the instructions really carefully because I knew they were just gonna try and find something wrong with it and I wouldn't get my money, right? And so I would, I would do that and I'd, I'd get this sense that, if, if I won the Publishers Clearinghouse, I wouldn't have to worry about anything. I, I would be, I would be um, safe. And so, just for giggles, uh, about two months ago what comes in my mail but the publisher's clearinghouse now i don't play the lottery i, mean, I probably played a couple times a week but it's um uh no I, I don't i don't play i don't play but 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 it was the same i opened up the publisher's clearinghouse and, and I, I look at it and i'm thinking man what could i do at like twenty-six thousand dollars a month i start thinking well i would certainly tithe Okay, so that, Lord, you know, just so, just so we're clear, maybe even 20%, you know, you know I, I, right off the top, right, not before taxes, okay? Uh, and so I start thinking about, it, and it, you know what's weird? Those same feelings from when I was 12, as I started thinking about that money, I thought, I'll be safe. I, I, wouldn't, I don't have to worry about the church's finance. I don't have to worry about our finance. I don't have to worry about retirement. I'll be safe. Now, you know what the Lord told me? You are safe. You already are safe. And that's what this inheriting the earth idea is. See, what, what the upside down is this. God says you don't have, it's not on your shoulders. You don't have to be proud. You don't have to be, go, go forward. You don't have to put your best foot forward. You don't, you don't have to make it happen. The meek inherit the earth. As we begin to humble ourselves before our Heavenly Father, we have those same feelings. I got you. It's going to be okay. You don't need to strive anymore. It's opposite of our culture. We love the brash person, the confident person, the beautiful person, the one that gets it done. We love CEOs and CFOs, and we love uh, people who've made it and they're in their craft and everything. They, we put jerseys in our offices uh, of football quarterbacks from New England. Uh, we do all those types of things, right? Because we love that. And the upside down says, no, 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 I have something different. So what we're going to do this morning is um, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, how opposed the, the kingdom of God is to the, kingdom, uh, to the, our, the culture that we're in. Uh, I'll, I'll read a verse in James about that. Then I'm going to tell you a story that's in the Old Testament about a guy who missed, who missed this. And then we're going to answer 10 questions. And I'm going to introduce you to uh, I invented a micometer. And it, it's, what's amazing about it is um, like I had it, I had it calibrated this morning. And uh, you should all have one. Um, if not I can I can I can get you one. But uh, y- you basically this morning I told the meter where I was gonna go and who I was gonna talk to and it went boop boop boop, 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 boop and it came out with twelve question uh, ten questions for you. Now I've got this patented. Lisa wanted to call it the meekometer, okay? And I said, Well, when you invent something you can name it your, your <laughs> if you want. So she invented the obnoxious husband ometer. Uh and um, it works just fine, uh, but uh, we'll we'll do that at the end. So it'll be a little, little different morning this morning. And if you're new here, yeah, it's usually like this. Uh, but it, for those of you who've been long-term living Springers, you you know that I'm a big kingdom guy. Uh, I, I, I that there's two two kingdoms. I won't do the hand motion. Yeah, you guys are already doing hand motions. Uh, I'll, I'll just let the new people in. There's the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth okay so that's that those are the those are the two hand motions uh people got really tired of it when we were going through the book of matthew oh my gosh bob was getting all sorts of letters and stuff people leaving the church uh, because they're from the kingdom of the world see all right (laughs) if they were had their kingdom mindedness then we'd be fine um but but it's not just that these two coexist they're actually at war with one another Like my my flesh, if you will, my bent, my tendency is to not follow God's will. It's it's to not, uh, it's to seek after what I want. That's just my tendency. And so here's here's what James says. James is a half-brother of Jesus. He says, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble that feeling of grace that sense of god's presence that peace that surpasses all comprehension is like inheriting the earth it's it's like being safe it's like going wait 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 a minute you, you mean to tell me i don't need to make it happen Mm-mm. you need to work as unto the lord sure you need to do that but you 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 mean to tell me I don't have to open my mouth and prove that I'm right? Wow. That's like that's like inheriting the earth. And this is where he's going. He doesn't he opposes it. Now, again, sometimes when you read the Bible, uh, you think in terms of God is opposing me as a, like he's, he's going to get me, like if I'm proud, he's going to snap my leg in half or whatever. No, what, what happens in, Bible, in the Bible when it talks about sin and it talks about going another way, it's because that's what's best for you. And so God doesn't like what's happened to you if you're prideful, okay? So let's, let's show you a little story in the uh, Old Testament. It's in the book of Daniel, and uh, Daniel is a book written about um, what in, if you go into seminary they'd call it the Babylonian exile it's when babylon came in took all of the smart and wealthy people out of uh out of israel and brought them all to babylon okay and they they uh and daniel was one of those one of those people and so the king at that time was a king called nebuchadnezzar okay it, it's spe- spelled Nebuchadnezzar, okay? I don't know why, but um, that, that's how it's spelled. And so what happens is uh, Daniel, um, whose who's na- the name they gave him was Belteshazzar, okay? I'd rather stick with Daniel. If your name's Belteshazzar, uh, Daniel's better, uh, trust me. He, he can actually interpret dreams. And so what would happen is the king would have these dreams that were like, weird, not dreams like you and I would have, like, oh, and then, I, and then they turned into a giant donut. You know, it, it, it wasn't a dream like that. It would be like a, dr- a dream that would be f- terrorizing. It would be frightening. And so they would call in Daniel, and Daniel would come, and he'd, he'd go before God, and God gave him this gift to be able to, to, to interpret them. And so this happens to the king. He has this really wacky dream. You can read about it uh, in Daniel chapter 4. Um, and, and the king says, whoa, you know, what, what does it mean? And Daniel's like, ah, I wish it was about your enemies, but it's not. It's about you and what's going to happen to your kingdom. And so uh, we find, uh, we find uh, Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 4. So he has this dream. Twelve months later, as the king was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. So you can imagine, here's this king. He's the king of the most powerful gr- group in the world. And he's the king and he's at his palace and he's walking around. He won the lottery, okay? He won Publisher's Clearing House. The money just keeps rolling on and he's got nothing to worry about. As a matter of fact, it says, we don't have the scripture up, but it says that he was prosperous and content just exactly like you'd expect if you won Publishers House. You know, I wonder if they would have given it to a 12-year-old. I don't think they would have. Okay. <laughs> now that I think about it, okay. So here's what he says. He said, Is not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty? <laughs> my, my, me, me, me. Now, before we get all on Nebuchadnezzar, because he's going to get his in just a little in a couple verses, um, I'm guilty of this. I'm totally guilty of this. Now, it, it might not come across that way, and I might not say, look what I've built, and things like that, but but the me and the my and the I, that that happens to me every every day. I deserve that. I didn't deserve that. What about me? How am I going to fit in here? That is all pride. <laughs> That's all self. Even, even when I th- start thinking about, um, you know, things like, you know, what do I want to do in the next week? What do I want to do with my day tomorrow? If I get interrupted, that, that is like the worst travesty in the world if I'm interrupted. That's just pride rearing its ugly head. And it happens with all of us. And so before we see what happens to Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> We're guilty of it. And what the upside down is saying is this. You don't have to push for your rights. You don't have to push for your way. You don't have to push to show that you're right. It's upside down. The meek will inherit the earth, the humble. And basically, what the Bible wants us to do is be humble like Jesus. Now, if you think about Jesus and being meek, and there's, a, there's actually a prophecy about Jesus that says, Behold, your king comes uh, riding on a donkey, gentle, on the colt of a donkey. That's how the Messiah was going to come. And for for these people, they wanted a wanted a person that was just ready to go, to fight, to stand up against the Romans. And Jesus comes in on a donkey. Now, being meek does not mean necessarily being quiet or scared or pensive or timid. One day, Jesus walked into the temple. They were selling, they were basically extorting all these people when they came in for their sacrifices. Jesus didn't come in and be like, oh, excuse me, hey, oh, over, yeah, it's Jesus. Hey, uh, I don't think you should sell those like that. Yeah, it's, oh, well, if I, I, am I interrupting? Jesus made a whip. Think about that. He, he handcrafted a whip. What, was, what do you think was going through his mind during that time? Oh, I'll tell you one thing. You're going to wait. Oh, keep, keep selling them doves that way. Let's see. You still say, okay, all right. That's it. You know, he drove them out. So there's a time when you speak up, especially when there's injustice happening and things like that. But as it relates to your own way and your own agenda, And life revolving around you, Jesus says, now that you're going to need to back off a little bit. So here's what happened. So he says, for for the glory of my majesty, the words were still on his lips when a voice came from heaven. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. This is what is decreed for you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Your royal authority has been taken from you. Just like that just like that here's what happened to him this is so great you guys should read your bible immediately what had been said about nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled he was driven away from people and ate grass like the ox his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair grew like feathers of an eagle hey wait a second okay good and his nails like the claws of a bird he, like, goes crazy, and he ends up being, being out in, in, in the pasture. I was thinking about that. I'm thinking, man, that, that's kind of harsh. But then I started thinking about my own life. And when my life begins to start revolving around me, I kind of go crazy. I start noticing things I never would notice about how I didn't get my way or how things didn't happen the way I had planned. And I, I start isolating like Nebuchadnezzar did. And I start thinking just about, you know, what's not fair. and what Have you, have you ever done that? Have you ever seen that in your own life? I, I certainly have. And so I think like, you know, you, you, you become just, I could just picture Nebuchadnezzar eating grass. <laughs> gra- I tend to have an overactive imagination, but um, c- come to find out. And uh, I could just picture him like like Gollum from uh, Lord of the Rings, just like eating grass, going, ah, I can't believe it, you know, and, and like, like getting all hunched over. It's, it's a perfect word description of those who are self-absorbed. It's like that's how you become on the inside with, is what Nebuchadnezzar hap- happened to him. Now watch this. This is so great because uh, when you look at it, you think, man, I kind of am self-absorbed. I hope I don't. I start eating grass and going crazy. Uh, look what happens to Nebuchadnezzar in in just the right after that, the next verse, at the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, now if you notice, the, 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 the text has gone from third person talking about Nebuchadnezzar to the first person. He's writing this about himself, almost like they found his journal and kind of placed it in there. I raised my eyes towards heaven and my sanity was restored. Isn't that neat? That can happen to you and I, just like that where we're thinking about ourselves and we're thinking about this and what we deserved and what happened to our childhood and how come they got that and they got that, but I didn't get this and all that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden you go, Lord, God, would you just come and fill me with your presence and your sanity is restored. Has that ever happened to you you, where you're worried about a situation or a person, you're angry with that person and how could they, and then God just removes it from you just like that. It's beautiful. This is why opposed, he's opposed to the proud. Because he, he, it's almost like he's saying, I want you free. I want you free. I want you to inherit the earth. I want you to notice things you wouldn't notice before when you were too wrapped up in yourself. And here's what he says. Then I praise the Most High. I honored and glorified Him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. This is a whole new perspective for Nebuchadnezzar. And it happened just like that, raising his eyes to heaven. I want to uh, read one other little section of Scripture in Psalms, and then we'll go through our, uh, our 10 questions, and you can mark off your micrometer. Uh, this is what Psalm 37 says. Because this really gets to, I think, real terms as far as our culture is concerned. Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like the green plants, they will soon die away. So if there's somebody that, is, that you think, man, I just wish that person would be wiped off the face of the earth. How come that's happening? Why, why are they allowed to do that? And it's just eating you alive. God says, it's okay. It's, it'll all... It's all gonna change, but he's more concerned about you. Watch, trust in the Lord and do good. That idea of trust, I was trying to think about the difference between pride and humility, and I I think the glue that kind of glues humility together is trust, because what ends up happening is you say, I don't have to work for this. I don't have to make it happen. I trust in the Lord. One time I was... I was having a quiet time, and uh, I just didn't, not that your relationship with God is all about feelings, because it's not, um, but I was all in my feelings at the time, and I I was like, I was like, man, I just don't sense the Lord's presence, and uh, I said, Lord, I I just need you to speak to me, like, what's what's going on? He said, you don't trust me, and I'm like, what? Like, what does that have to do with, like, oh, yeah, I'm self-absorbed. I'm trying to make it happen and it it didn't take much to switch that around. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. This is so important. This does not mean that he will fulfill all your desires. So if you want a Ferrari, and you're like, I'm trusting in the Lord. I'm trusting in the Lord. He's going to fulfill the desires of my heart. I'm going to open the blinds. Ah, okay, i got to trust in him more. Oh, I trust you. Oh, I delight in you. I delight in you. Ah, come on. Okay, it's not like that. It's that he will literally replace your desires. He will take that desire for the Ferrari, and he will replace it with something else. You will essentially inherit the earth. Your desires will be fulfilled because they will be his desires that he has replaced in your heart. Does that make sense? That removes pride. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn and your vindication like the new day sun. Listen to this. Ooh, this one's a tough one for me. Ooh, I don't even want to. Okay, let's skip the next. No, I'm kidding. Be still before the Lord be still. Do you know how hard it is for me to be still? Ugh, I can't stand. I like solving problems. I don't know if it's because I'm a man. I can only speak for me uh, as a man, but if, we, if I can't solve the problem, I don't even want to talk about it. And the Lord says, shh, be still. Trust in me. If you don't have to make it happen. I will make it happen. You just be faith, Faithful. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes, when they post those awesome vacations on Facebook. Don't be upset about that. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. It only leads to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Now listen to this. This is so cool. A little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found, but the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. This is the upside down. You mean to tell me that I can sit at work and not have to worry, not have to try to force a promotion? Mm-hmm. You mean, you mean I can go through life and I, I, I don't have to make my goal to be uh, more successful than my brother? <laughs> right, so that my parents are finally proud of me. That's exactly, but first of all, my brother's an executive vice president at Cisco Systems. I'll never be more successful than my brother, uh, and so, uh, so I gave that up a long time ago, but like, like, like it, it, it's a calming. It'll happen. It'll come. God's in control. He's got you. Just trust in him. So Here's my point for this morning. Anything worth doing can be done in humility. Anything worth doing can be done in humility, You can be in your marriage in humility. You can work in humility. You can go to school and be successful in humility. You can be a boss over a lot of people in humility. Serving. So we have this saying, uh, well, it's just kind of my criteria for anybody who wants to be a leader at Living Spring. Uh, There's three criteria. Do you know what they are? Okay. (laughs) Good. Humble. Joyful, reliable. As if, you, if you go to any of our board members, any of our uh, staff members, you will find those three characteristics. They're humble, they're joyful, and reliable. If you're humble, okay, but you're not joyful, that's Eeyore. Okay? I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna be working with Eeyore. Like we have a lot of fun in our meetings, like that that you have to be joyful. This this ministry too much of a downer sometimes, anyway. So be be joy If you're joyful, and and you're not reliable, then great. Then you're just the thumper. Okay, right? It's just like you know, get get your work done. Like you get a paycheck, or you know. So the humble, joyful, and reliable. And I'm just so pleased, so happy that that basically makes up our lead. Your the, your leaders, uh, your the board and the staff. So I just wanted to make one little announcement. Well, I'm going to make an announcement that we will be adding another staff member and uh, you will meet her next week at church. So be on your best behavior. She doesn't start until the middle of uh, July, but we are, I'm going to introduce her to you next week. I'll interview her so you can get a bit of her background and uh, next week I'll be telling you what she's actually going to be doing. But, uh, but she is... Humble, joyful, and reliable, so she'll fit right in. All right, let's get our Miko meters out uh, if, you, if you have one. If not, don't worry about it, you can figure it out. Basically, it's a, it's a 10 point scale, okay? I'll try not to make this too complicated. If, if you score one, like just if you're down at this end, that, that's the prideful end, watch out for lightning, is essentially what it says there, okay? Uh, and then and then if it goes all the way up it's humble but the reason I, I have this stupid thing is actually it's pretty effective I invented it which I so I know it's effective but you could you could make this and ask yourself these questions on a monthly basis on a every six months and so let's let's look at these let's look at these questions one Am I consumed with my own agenda? Am I consumed with my own agenda? Now, so that would get you, if you, if you could score a five, you'd get five little ticks on that, on that thing till, till the next question, see what I'm saying? So you get five little points, micrometer points they're called. Uh, you can also buy them in the, uh, in the breezeway. Uh, I'll, we, we'll work out that later. Am I consumed with my own agenda? So if if our goal is to be like Jesus, what does Jesus say? Not my will, but your will be done, right? Jesus would get all five micrometer points with that one. Actually, he gets all of them, okay? Just spoiler alert. But think about that with yourself. And this doesn't have to be you have to get your own way. This doesn't mean that you, it's just, are you constantly thinking about yourself? Are you constantly thinking, okay, now I'm, then I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do that, then I'm going to do that, then I'm going to do that. Oh, if I don't get this done, then I can't do that. That's being consumed with your own agenda. Number two, can I control my tongue? Can I, stop laughing, that wasn't a joke. Uh, can I control my tongue? Are there times when, when I know I'm not supposed to say something, and so I don't say it? Can I control my own tongue? Okay, you got five micrometer points on the the line. So if you got three for the last one and you got two for this one, you just add them together and you put a little check mark and you're gonna see how far you go. Uh, Jesus said it this way, since we're following Jesus, I don't say anything. He's not even, I can be quiet or not be quiet. He says, I don't say anything unless my heavenly father tells me to say it. That, that's uh, all five points for for sure. Do I trust in solving my own problems? I get uh, zero micrometer points for this because I do. That's what I do. It's who the, almost the core of who I am. I'm a number one on the Enneagram. Uh, And so, um, uh, but this is is something that, these are exercises you can do. Do I solve, do I solve my own problems Um, to just go, okay. Calm down. Let me see what, what, what would the Lord allow me to do? Uh, I won't tell you who on the board challenges me all the time, um, but uh, because Becky would be embarrassed. But, um, (laughs) but all the time we'll be in board meetings, and I'm just like, do do do, let's go 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 go. She's like, hey, can we pray about this? I'm like, "Uh," he said no. Okay, let's go. Come on, (laughs) like let's let's move, let's move, let's move, right? And uh, so I need to work. I need to work on this. Uh, number four can i submit to authority ooh that's a tough one your boss your teacher your parents somebody who's in authority over you can you submit to authority that's a that's that's a tough one do i give god credit for accomplishments do i give god credit for accomplishments or do i do i like to draw the attention to myself these are really good ones um Am I more interested in others than myself? That would be, if the answer is yes, then you get uh, five micrometer points. Jesus said it this way. Uh, he, he, it's basically his, his last day on earth. And he says, uh, the son of man didn't come to serve, to, to be served, but to serve. More concern about others. He would look out oftentimes over the people and he'd just feel this compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Uh, one time the disciples came up to him and said, hey, uh, when you enter your kingdom, who's going to be on your right and your left hand? You know, like, like kind of these places of authority. And Jesus said, man, the, the rulers of the earth lorded over him, but not, not so with you. The first should be last, and the last should be first. Being a follower of Jesus is a race to the back of the line. That's also a good tip for a healthy marriage, by the way. A race to the back of the line." Uh, oh, seven, do I take criticism well and appreciate those that give it? Wow, that's tough, that's tough. But you know what, it is possible. It is possible when you're in the safety of the arms of your heavenly father and you know that your identity is not wrapped up in how well you perform, then you can take criticism well. Because you know, yeah, I'm, I'm flawed and I want to get better so that that's that's one jesus isn't a good example of this because nobody you don't criticize jesus it just doesn't happen will i readily adapt my life to match biblical standards Mm. yeah or am i just going like nah he'll forgive me all right like 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 literally adjusting your life let me put it this way having your life revolve around holiness we're going to talk about this next week. We hung, hunger and thirst for righteousness. But can you adapt your life? In other words, I'm not having uh, the time that I should have with, with the Lord. So what do, you, what do you need to give up? Ooh, I, I'm, I'm not having peace in this certain situation. Okay, do you need to forgive somebody? Can you readily adapt your life uh, to match biblical standards jesus would get up early he would do all these different things in order to keep that relationship with his heavenly father vibrant and real um let's see uh, am i quick to ask for forgiveness from god and others those would be some good micrometer points uh, there's probably a bonus question here uh Uh, Also, um, do you forgive others quickly? And then last, as the worship band comes back up, do I seek to understand another's perspective or just want to be right? Man, that's a tough one, isn't it? Especially when you are right. (laughs) No, think about it. I know, I know. But but you're like, no, I know I'm right. And it's like, but I want to get it right. So I'm just not going to push it anymore those are those are your your meekness so i i thought this would be fun to kind of um just have you can make copies of it or do whatever um it i don't get any royalties on it um but these questions are really good and you can kind of like each month or whatever just kind of put your check marks in and then maybe look at the month before and go I i i'm getting i'm i just got past meh I, i'm getting more humble this is fantastic <laughs> well all of this happens because your heavenly father can be trusted you don't have to strive you don't have to push forward you don't have to make it happen that the meek the humble will inherit the earth